Hey everyone, how you doing today? Michael Zuber, author of One Rinsle at a Time. It is Wednesday, July 28th. Can you believe that July is almost over? We got about five months left in calendar year 2021. Just curious what you are doing to make your financial future better. Are you doing the work required to understand your market? Do you have a tight buy box? Are you looking at your market every day? It's focus and daily discipline. That's what I talk about. That's what we teach. That's step one in my course, and I give it away for free here every time I talk about it. Then from there, it's about what do you want to do with that asset? Is it buy and hold, flip, wholesale, you know, lots of other things to do, but it really starts with understanding your market. It takes time to do that, and um, yeah, we got five more months to see what we can do in 2021. So as we get started, it's Wednesday, so hopefully we are speaking with Anna Kelly here at 8, and then uh, we will talk to Matt, the mortgage guy, at 9.30. So good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We're going to start with earnings, lots of earnings to talk about, and let me think, let me look. Every single one of them beat top and bottom. As I indicated over the weekend, we are, I don't know exiting peak earnings. Q2 will likely go down as peak earnings. The other thing that is very obvious is analysts are worth worse than weather weathermen, weather meteorologists, I don't know, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they I think I think earnings are like 83 or 84% above, you know, 84% of companies are above what Wall Street analysts were expecting. I have no idea why anyone would listen to somebody who is right 17% of the time. Go figure. But anyways, going down the list, because again, remember what we talked about on Sunday, it is not so much the earnings because earnings are looking backwards. I want to know about the future. McDonald's beat top and bottom line. And lo and behold, what they talked about is U.S. stores, U.S. same store sales up 26%. Interesting. However, worldwide, worldwide up 40.5%. I think that is interesting. Try to give you color of what is going on rest of world, which again, we are in a global economy. If you needed any other proof that we are in a global economy, see the supply chain that we have been dealing with recently. Pfizer beat top and bottom and raised guidance. Shopify beat top and bottom and raised guidance and said that online shopping is still strong. Apple beat top and bottom, but wait for it, warned about the chip issues, supply chain potentially impacting iPhone and iPad sales. Yes, chips issues may have started in cars, but they have now made it to electronics. Expect this to be a problem. And again, Near as I can tell, people are talking about middle of 2022, best case. Man, just-in-time chips broke down. Alphabet, Google blew it out. It's embarrassing. Ad revenue up. Definitely seeing with Google or Alphabet. Localized advertising is up. So it is um, clearly showing, at least to me, that small businesses are starting to feel more Bullish, otherwise you wouldn't advertise, I would expect. Microsoft beat top and bottom and warned about 
basically PC shipments because, you guessed it, chip shortages. Starbucks beat top and bottom, but warned, warned about higher input costs potentially not being transitory. Right at this point, Starbucks has chosen to reduce margins, which is you have two choices, reduce margin or increase uh, prices. Right now, they have chosen to eat margin. Uh, we will see what happens. They are watching wages and supplies go up. Visa beat top and bottom and as expected, highlighted a rebound in travel and entertainment. And then finally, Mattel. We're still buying toys for our kids, uh, Barbie, Hot Wheels, things of that nature. Not only beat top and bottom, but raised guidance. And get this, they are not Starbucks. They are raising prices right now. Inflation is real. They are having to raise prices so they don't eat into margin. So again, a lot of the earnings this week have been beat top and bottom, but we are interested in the future, not the past. We are seeing inflation trickle in, i.e. Mattel. And we are seeing supply chain issues pretty much throughout this a long time. So next up, I'm reading about real estate in other markets. If you are watching this from Canada or even the UK or Australia or other markets, I would love to hear from you. Please share articles about your markets. I found some data about the UK housing market. Uh, looks like prices were down slightly in July. Uh, June was a good month. I guess they waived some tax duties or something of that nature, basically making it slightly cheaper. Uh, but what we're seeing in the UK is reminiscent of the US and probably rest of world. What have we talked about for the last year? We've talked about the K-shaped recovery. The people that have the greatest means have been able to take advantage of this, and that is no different than in the UK. In the UK, a typical home goes for about 244,000 pounds. I believe pounds is the right currency. If not, I apologize. Uh, but what we're seeing is properties over 500,000 pounds, so 2x the median. They're up 37%, while the entire market together is only up 2%. So we are seeing the K-shaped recovery in the UK as well. The UK, um, the properties with space and yards are going for a premium. So again, what we are seeing in the U.S. is being kind of happening all over the world. Last thing to talk about with uh, U.K. sales is they are seeing a sales rate, think transactions, that are reminiscent of 2005. If you're in the U.K., I would love to hear from you. I'm not sure what that reference means in 2005. Was the U.K. Did the U.K. suffer a global recession or a real estate recession like the U.S.? I have no idea. Didn't watch it that closely then, don't watch it that closely now, but I would love to hear from you. Looks like the idea of a wealth tax is back on the table with Elizabeth Warren. Apparently jumping in a rocket and rocketing yourself to outer space kind of irks her. Uh, she is now coming off to Jeff Bezos by name repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. She wants to tax wealth, not income. Wealth, not income, that is, that is a dangerous uh, precedent, but... Uh, one she is all for. Basically, it doesn't matter where your wealth is, whether it is real estate, stocks, cash, diamonds, yachts, paintings. She wants to get a piece. She's talking about 2% above 50 million. And I think it was 6% above a billion. 
folks, I've done article or I've done some videos on this in the past. Wealth tax is dangerous and could have a lot of unintended consequences. However, the fact that Jeff Bezos can borrow money, which is why he doesn't pay taxes, right? He has this asset called Amazon stock. He goes to Goldman Sachs, borrows a hundred million bucks. Loans are not taxable. And the collateral is Amazon, Amazon stock. So he doesn't have to sell. That kind of irks Elizabeth Warren. So see more on wealth tax coming soon, I am sure. I finally heard about a landlord group going after the CDC. I've talked about in the past that I hoped this happened. We've talked about it on this channel that the CDC um, overreached and uh, frankly went against the U.S. Constitution, which um, never sat well with me. I, uh, I believe in that document. Uh, but it looks like some landlords are going after the CDC. I'm glad they are doing this. This likely won't be resolved for years, but go get them. Um, the CDC needs to be put in its place for doing something unconstitutional. So we should see this play out probably over the next two or three years because the rules of law move slow or rules of justice or whatever you call it. I read an interesting article about Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, if you don't know who he is, he's a, I don't know, top 50 basketball player. He is a, he's an analyst on TNT. He's kind of a loose cannon. He's not never too serious. But anyways, Charles Barkley had an interesting habit that intrigued me that I wanted to share with you, and I might give it a shot. Apparently, and I have no idea if he does this, but he says he does. Apparently, every day, Charles Barkley finds a quiet place, sits down, and simply laughs for 10 minutes. I don't know laughing, you know, pick up the endorphins or whatever that is. I might try that, you know, I think I might sneeze. So if I do, I apologize. So again, Charles Barkley sits somewhere and laughs for 10 minutes. Mortgage rates are down again. The average 30-year mortgage rate, again, across all credit levels, 3.01%. 15-year low ever, 15-year, 2.36. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Borrow money for two borrow money for 15 years for 2.36% fixed. I can't fathom that. But it's true. Because of this, refis jumped. Again, we will talk to Matt the Mortgage Guy today. Something else that happened, if you don't remember, uh, they dropped the half a point penalty or adverse effects or whatever they called it starting August 1. So again, refis jumped 9%. And then purchases fell 2% week on week, but 18% year on year. Folks, the housing slowdown is real. Not a crash, not a crash, not a crash. Housing slowdown is real. Go find the motivated sellers. They are out there. Question for you. I would love to hear from you. I think there is a lot of people talking about the 10-year going to 1% and the 10-year going to 2%. We're kind of sitting at one3 today, I believe. So I want to ask each of you, what do you think we see first? And now this is from, what is it today? July 28th forward. What are we going to see first? A 10-year at 1 or the 10-year at 2? Just curious. What do you think? I think both are possible. I think both are possible this year. But I'm curious what you think. And then finally, getting more and more information about rents. Again, something I've been calling for for at least the last six or nine months as housing prices skyrocketed, I indicated, I warned you, I told you to plan for it, that rents are going to go up. 
rent lag values. I've been doing this 20 years. It's kind of easy to predict, but now it is happening. Rental rates are up. I got some interesting stats. One bedroom apartments up 7%. Two bedrooms up 8 And just for grins, do you know what the average rental increase is in Atlanta? It's the highest in the country. Atlanta. One year. Any, any guesses? It's unbelievable. Or at least it is for me. 18.6%. So roughly speaking, if you were paying $1,000, now you're paying $1,180. Rents go up and you have a fixed mortgage. Folks, this is why one rental at a time works. Go get that 30-year money. And as talked about earlier, if you can get a 30-year money under 4% and then rents go up, life is good. And then finally, we have to talk about inflation. I think I did this with Greg Dickerson earlier in the week. Maybe it was Greg. I don't remember. We talked about inflation being the greatest tax. Well, I now have some examples. Real, inf- real wages, or no, I'm sorry, not real. Wages went up 3.6% in June. Kind of cool, I guess, but it's only part of the story. The average, average hourly wage... I never knew this, but I know it now, is $30.40. $30.40. Again, I think that's average, not median. Again, we got it, we've talked about that before. So here's the problem. Wages went up 3.6%, but real wages down 2%. Inflation. Inflation for the month of June was almost 5%. I'm telling you, wages, rent, food, gas are going to prove sticky. They are the sleeping giant sitting underneath CPI. PCE comes out Thursday. I am now a true believer that inflation is percolating. It is boiling or simmering maybe. Simmering is probably the right answer. And it is going to be a lot stickier and not transitory. That's where I've come down. I've thought about it for 30 days. That's where I currently am. But happy to hear from you. Lots of you hear me say this and you leave me lots of reasons and comments why I'm wrong. I appreciate all of those. I love it when we can have real conversations. But do me a favor. If your reply is simply loud and you're trying to convince me with uppercase letters, I will just delete the comment. But if we want to have a real, real conversation, real thoughts, I love it. I read all of them. And um, sometimes I change my mind. So again, I appreciate all of you, all of you uh, daily viewers. Thank you very much. Thank you for the support one rental at a time. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. I don't talk about that a lot, but if you can leave a five-star review on Amazon, I would greatly appreciate it. And hopefully we talk with Anna in about 14 minutes and then Matt, the mortgage guy, in about an hour and a half. Take care. Bye.